I remember it fairly well. We were coming home from a long weekend out. I don't remember where we were. We were probably riding our bicycles on the Katy Trail somewhere and spent the weekend out doing that. It's been several years ago. We came home, unlocked the front door, and the house was completely torn apart. I mean, there's just stuff overturned everywhere. We took one look, and we've been robbed. Oh, heck, we've been robbed. And I started looking around, like, no, well, the TV's still there. Huh. The, uh... The little cash box I left out before I left that had, you know, a couple hundred dollars in cash, that's still there, too. No, I don't think we've been robbed. So we started wandering around the house, and, I mean, the place was absolutely torn apart. There were curtains down everywhere. There were just stuff scattered all over the house. So we walked around, drew into the kitchen. You know, everything, everything actually looked pretty good in the kitchen except for the Venetian blinds were kind of messed up. So we walked back around to the house and back through the bedroom, back by the bathroom, into the laundry room, which is actually a second bedroom, but we converted it into a laundry room. We noticed that the window around at the laundry room was just absolutely demolished. The wood was torn apart. Wood splinters all over the place. Wood splinters everywhere. And then I saw it. I saw our home invader, and it was... Squirrel! A squirrel. A squirrel had climbed down our chimney, which we we no longer used for anything. Uh, It's the old chimney that goes into the basement. We have an older house. That chimney had had a flue clean-out that the squirrel had climbed down the chimney and pushed out the clean-out, pushed its way into our house... And couldn't get back out. Couldn't remember how it got in. And it demolished our house. One squirrel over two days. We hate squirrels. I hate squirrels. We hate squirrels. They're not my friend. They're little blighters. That beady-eyed little blighter sitting there on top of our stuff. A pile of our stuff, which it actually knocked over and was now sitting on. Looking at us like, oh, now what? No way out. I'm trapped. Life is bad. Now I was thinking, serves you right, you little SOB. Well, my first thought was, I'm just going to shoot this little squirrel. <laughs> my second thought is, it's in my house on top of a pile of my stuff. I really don't actually want to shoot <laughs> a gun in here. No. No, not really. So, well, needless to say, we opened the window and... Closed the door, and an hour later, the squirrel was out. So His plan of chewing his way through the windowsill was less effective than our plan of opening the window. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it did a heck of a lot of damage to a very nice windowsill. Yeah, good old wood in that house. I mean, it just ripped. That, that window was just shredded. So why do I bring this up? What is my point of bringing this up? Other than we hate squirrels. I hate squirrels. Hate squirrels. In case you're wondering, the movie, we're taking a line for the movie up. Which, if you haven't seen it, excellent movie. Very fun movie. That particular line resonated with me. And we actually really do hate squirrels. We have squirrels in our trees. And, you know, outside, up in the trees, we kind of look at them as a um, emergency groceries. <laughs> in fact, we had one tree. Um, 
it was a windstorm, what, four years ago, five years ago, several years ago. We had a family of baby squirrels. And you, even though I hate squirrels, baby squirrels are cute. They're, and they were running all. We had like cute. 10 yeah. squirrels out of this one batch. And a big windstorm came, and a branch, a large, huge branch, broke off the tree, hit the front of our house, hit the porch, and hit the ground. I mean, it was one of these huge, big, huge branches. And as they were cutting it up, I had somebody come come and cut it up. As they were cutting it up, they found one of the baby squirrels had not had ridden the branch down. <laughs> On the underside, not its best career choice. Yeah, that, that, that squirrel did not make it. So, you know, we see squirrels all the time in our neighborhood. And, okay, that's the end of the podcast, right? No. No. Because... There's a, a point? Prepping might include eating game meat. Oh, like squirrels? Like squirrels. Huh. And rabbits and deer and possums and, I don't know, armadillos. Armadillos? Uh, let's not eat turtles. Armadillos? People eat armadillos. They got to be kind of desperate, like the people eating the possums, but you know, or the Beverly Hillbillies, which, by the way, in case you did not know, is based uh, around Branson, Missouri. In case you were wondering, the guy who came up with the Beverly Hillbillies is from, or was, he's passed now, but was from Branson, which was not the country music capital of Forgottonia at the time. So anyway, there's my one little digression. I go off. The rails yeah. on one every podcast at least once, so that, that was mine for this podcast. This was the idea behind this podcast was how valuable are is game meat, and what kinds of game meat, and related considerations. Right, because we we today, I don't know when you'll hear this because we we report record podcasts and it could be two months before I hear it. But today I published a post around another podcast of about. You know, bugging out into the woods. And so far, the post is being very well read. So I, some of you people probably have, have read it already. Uh, it's bugging out in the woods is how a lot of people are think it's a good idea and how really, unless you know exactly what you're doing and have a plan and have a place to go, it's not. So we'll put a link to that in the, in the story. But squirrels are wild animals, and they live in the woods, right? So you would sh shoot them and eat them. Sure. So Ate them a lot when I was a kid. Let's take a look at a squirrel, okay? We actually looked up the nutritional value of squirrels to use this as an example of what it would be like to try and live off of wild game you can easily come up with, trap or shoot, in the woods. So let's talk about squirrels. So the uh, nutritional information for the serving of squirrel meat, which is about a third of a squirrel, I believe. Yeah, we're talking about two hundred. Most squirrels are anywhere from eight to twelve ounces, usually closer to the ten ounces. So you're talking about when you're done, two hundred and fifty grams, or about ten ounces of meat. So about a third of a squirrel. The good news is. A good bit of protein, about half your daily need of protein. Which is good. In that third of a squirrel, yes. Very good, and very important. a third of your need of iron in they that squirrel. They iron, don't they? Yeah, red meat has iron in it. That's what makes it red. Oh, okay. Well, okay, there you are. Squirrel's red meat, in case, for those of you who've never eaten one, it's very red meat. It's like venison red. Yeah. So, 
It tastes yep. a lot like rabbit, so <laughs> sorry. Not as mild as rabbit, but no. pretty much like rabbit. Mm-hmm. It I doesn't had, taste I've like chicken, by the way. Uh, it, it tastes, tastes like squirrel. Yeah, it tastes like yeah, yeah, it has its own unique taste. It's not I, very good, you, actually. But, I liked it in squirrel stew. My dad made a good squirrel stew. But yeah. about uh, half your day is protein, a third of your day is iron. So, if yeah. If you eat the whole squirrel. No, that was in a third. Oh, that was okay. in a third of the squirrel. So she looked at the, she looked at the, I did this thing. I, I'm the nutrition I, I called geek, up guys. the nutrition thing, and I, I kind of turned around to her, and without telling her what it was, and she's just kind of reading it, going, "Oh, that's a, hmm. that's a lot of protein, a lot of iron, not much fat, yeah, little, but not was, much. Obviously, a, a meat product of some sort. Very low calcium, so it's probably not a, it's not dairy because there's not enough calcium in it. Hmm. And she figured it out pretty quick that it was what it was. So, Squirrel! So there are good reasons why you'd want to shoot and eat squirrel in the sense of if you need the protein. But guys, you don't need 200 grams of protein a day. 50 will be fine. So a third of a squirrel, you're halfway there. Uh, split a squirrel, a squirrel with somebody close enough. Okay. The bad news is... That whole every bit of edible out of that squirrel is somewhere around 300 total calories. Which means you got to eat like five of them a day to get enough calories just to get by on. And, and, and most guys are losing weight at that, but they're right, getting by. You're not, we're not even talking about being an active person. And, of course, if you're out there hunting squirrels, you're active. Yeah, if you're killing ten of those guys, you're moving right along. <laughs> And frankly, if you're killing 10 of those guys, you're deforesting squirrels pretty quick. You're going to run through them. You're going to go through squirrels. I mean, people think, oh, I'll just eat the squirrels in my neighborhood. Yeah, okay, that worked for one day. Now what? Oh, probably, you know, except three. You could probably get by for three days. There's a lot of squirrels in residential in neighborhood. neighborhoods. But even squirrels are stupid. But even after a while, when they realize that they're getting shot left and right, they're going to start hiding. Yeah, they get, they wise up pretty quick. The squirrels in our area did. I was shocked when I went to a residential area near a city, and the squirrels would, like, just stand out on the sidewalk and look at you. I'm like, don't you know you're a prey species? Really? I Do mean, you not understand this? The squirrels around our woods, they knew they were a prey species, and they took considerably more skill to shoot. So squirrels, frankly, just don't have enough calories to sustain a person. They can be a, a useful addition to a diet. But they got to be a useful addition to a diet, not all you're getting by on. That's the bad news. Want to know what the good news is? Squirrels are about the lowest end of the game animal. You can move up the game animal and get a lot more calories out of other game animals. Like, say, for example, rabbits. Rabbits have much more meat on them. I guess about three times as much meat. Yeah, they do. Right about, you know, a dressed-out rabbit, a wild rabbit. I'm not talking about domesticated. Um, you can get... You know, pound a little over. Prepper med note. If you're cleaning rabbits, either be very careful or wear yourself some gloves that are hard to puncture. Because rabbit bones are very splintery. And when you're cleaning a rabbit, it's very easy to uh, stab yourself with little bone shards that are in there. Uh, Rabbits frequently carry something called rabbit fever or tularemia, which is transmissible to humans by blood contact. And you don't want rabbit fever so you're not going to get it if you cook the rabbit and eat the rabbit but if you get rabbit blood on your hands and then 
eat some food and get traces of it in, or rub your eyes and get traces of it in your eyes, or stab yourself with a rabbit bone is a great way to get yourself some rabbit fever. Good, good tip. I did not know that because mm-hmm. I don't clean a lot of rabbits, so I, I don't hunt small game. So it's not that I haven't before. I just don't. I mean, who has the time? So anyway, so rabbits are out there. Rabbits are doable. And of course, here's the thing. If you want, it's just like anything. If you want to be good at hunting game after the stuff hits the fan, you probably ought to be hunting game now. Yeah, shooting a rabbit is not like shooting a rabbit-shaped target on the range. No, you really have to hit it in the head. You don't want to tear all the meat up and spoil all the meat. I mean, you hit it in the guts, man. You could make just a mess out of the out of the meal. So you need to, you know, if it isn't a headshot, you really probably shouldn't be taking it, at least uh, in an unstuff hits the fan situation. And if you can't hit a rabbit in the head at 50, 50 uh, to a hundred feet. You know, maybe you need to start working on those marksmanship skills. And a heart get... shot would also work, but if you can't hit the head, you can't hit the heart either. No. And besides, the hearts are on the bottom end of the rabbit, and that's down by the ground. Yeah, it's can... always hidden in the grass. Yeah. So, it's... Uh... Stupid rabbits will die day one, you know. <laughs> so Yeah, all the stupid rabbits. You know, actually, if you're rabbit hunting, I'll tell you your tip. If you really want to rabbit hunt, you'll do it at night. I'm not talking about during the real... Actually, now black of night, nope, uh, because yeah. that's illegal in most places. So I'm not as do not break the law. But if the stuff hits the fan and you're hungry and you need to shoot rabbits, you go out at night. You need to shoot uh, most of the stuff. You need to go out at, at night and you need to spotlight them. It and, would also work to be but out. That's at, illegal as all heck. Very first light is also workable because right. rabbits are very active at very first light. They're not. They're not what you'd call a true nocturnal, but they trend that way. They're very active at night because they're much harder to see and the predators don't get as easy a shot at them. So we've got, I expect I saw your garden bunny. Yeah. We have a garden bunny. We have a garden gnome, which we like. It's well, not it's, actually our garden bunny. Any, I finally got it frustrated enough that it goes elsewhere most of the time. It comes by every now and then to see if I've been slack with the fences. Yeah, we've had we fence everything because garden bunny. Yeah, and we live in town, so we can't shoot it. And uh, we didn't suppose we could live trap it, but you know, the only time I've been really, really tempted to shoot a gun in city limits is when one of those little blighters wormed its way into my garden fence, and I go out there to pick my garden, and the stupid thing's now trapped in my garden. And it has nothing to do but sit around, sit around and eat, eat my garden eat and look alarmed because I'm out there looking at it now. And I'm like, yeah, I really want to get my 22 pistol right now, but I'm not going to be discharging a firearm in city limits over you, you stupid beast. Oh, well. Anyway, so, yeah, rabbits are a lot more workable, but, again, they're not going to sustain a person long term, but they are a workable and useful addition to a diet, for sure. But uh. careful with the cleaning. Let's talk about sound suppressing now. <laughs> <No. laughs> we do have some subsonic ammo for that purpose. If I really get desperate about removing garden pests, that would be an option. But, 
again, don't break the law in if I don't absolutely have to, and I didn't have to, so I didn't. Suppressors are one of those. I've never messed with all the paperwork and crud you have to go through to get one of those stupid things. Uh, my favorite local gun shop has just become a, a seller of suppressors, so I'm going to probably go ahead and do it in the next six months or so. Because, well, shooting game in town, we're just not going to do. Unless it's with an air rifle. And we've got a really good, powerful air rifle that we, it is legal. But you still have to follow the game rules. You can't, you know, you can't just go out and shoot a garden pest, at least where we live, without following the game rules. It has to be in hunting season. I know it's stupid, but welcome to welcome to the legal system. has to be in the hunting system. You have to have a permit. Blah, blah, blah. Welcome to Freedom America. Now, peppering those little guys' butts with rocks so they don't like your area anymore, That that's perfectly legal, by the way. Yeah. It may have been a tactic I've employed. Not saying I have, but maybe. And also, shooting them with, like, a paint gun is... Perfectly legal. There's nothing against shooting a rabbit because that won't actually. And you know, hurt if you them. shot them with the fluorescent orange paint, somebody else would shoot them because that's what you do with fluorescent orange rabbits. They're targets. <laughs> Everybody knows that, right? Right. <laughs> I always laugh when they, I see the game target. We're going to help you learn to hunt game by giving you realistic game-shaped targets, but we're going to make them fluorescent yellow because it's more fun if you actually are able to shoot them. So, getting back on track. Let's uh, talk about the nutritional value of game and how it relates to prepping. It's low in calories. It's a lot lower in calories than the meat most people eat every day because it's not corn-fed. Okay, Missouri deer are halfway corn-fed because they spend half the time in our cornfields. Very but true. it's still a much, they haven't been bred for marbling like commercial beef has. So uh, a lot less calories per ounce than your steak. Now, people can certainly get a lot of mileage out of a deer. There's a lot of meat on a deer carcass if you've got a way to preserve it. Or you have a network of people. It's the old hunter-gatherer approach, right? One guy gets a big game, and he shares the meat out with all of his uh, village mates. So when they get big game, they all share meat out with him and his, because everybody's not going to get something every day. It's an insurance policy of sorts. Yeah, I don't know. You know, one of the books I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about one of the the survivalist series that I've read, 299 Days, which is... I have real reservations about talking about because there are parts of the book, the series is like nine books, that I really, really liked. And there are parts of it that I found absolutely so stupidly unrealistic and horrible that it just drives me nuts but uh in that i believe it was that series that might have been another series i've read so many of them in anyway one of in one series. of the series uh the person shoots a deer whereas he's already shot a deer and he didn't share the meat and that that just didn't work that might not have been 299 days but you know you got to be willing to share i would think with people around you if for nothing else, to keep them from shooting you and taking your stuff. <laughs> I mean, frankly. Of course, we're talking about the very, 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 very low probability and likelihood of a uh, stuff hits the fan. 
scenario, which we just personally think is a very low probability. On the other hand, I know a whole lot of people who have come upon hard financial times where their entire meat supply for the year is the two or three deer they take legally during deer season. Right, and now that we find very likely to happen. So you can can the meat. So that's something that doesn't require constant electricity. You can can over a fire if you need to. I I wouldn't want to. But you can certainly do it. If you've got the supplies on hand and you know how, you can do it. If you can meat badly, it's called salmonella or sometimes botulism. And, frankly, I think it might be possible to get both. At the same time. At Wouldn't that be a time. good time? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you want to know what you're doing. So canning, again, I've, I've canned a little bit. I don't have enough time to do it large scale. And I don't really enjoy it. It was just a skill I was developing. And I've done it enough to realize that it works better after you get a little practice. And you need to know what you need on hand and have what you need on hand. I can do it successfully now, but I've got friends who are much better at it. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the quality of game meat as opposed to... Okay. She, she mentioned it there. Nutritional values. Nutritional value. Calories and, low, but high otherwise. Yeah. and It's and, got good iron, good protein. The kinds of fats it's got in it are high quality fats. It's got lots of other trace minerals if it's you know wild-grown stuff. In general, the meat is of high quality. Right. Nutritionally. This is we're not going to talk about game. I'm going to take a little bit of an aside to tell you, you know, Spice Night, we do not eat commercial meat. We just don't do it. I mean, it's just, if it comes from, like, one of the big packing plants, I'm not going to eat it. It's just not where I'm from, okay? Uh, We haven't for years and years and years. We're mostly vegetarian. We do eat... uh, some fish as long as it is ecologically uh, sustainable, sustainable, i.e. Atlantic cod caught on a reel or salmon from the Pacific Pacific Ocean. That's Atlantic not, salmon is not long line if you, cost. If you want to know what the difference is. Yeah. And when you farm salmon, you have to do a lot of ecological damage to drag up the stuff you feed the salmon. Right. problem is what you feed them. And also, they're raised in nasty, tight little pens and have a lot of disease problems, so they pump them full of antibiotics. And so we try to groove. avoid farmed salmon. Um, but we can get, we have access to a, a very limited supply of free-range pork. And free-range pork is, just tell them how different free-range pork is. It's like game pork. It's like game pork. And if you, uh, if hogs get out, and they run feral and wild. The best thing for everybody except the hogs is to shoot the hogs. Right. Because they tear stuff up in a big way. They degrade forest environments if their populations get high. Hunt them and do everybody a favor. But when you brown this uh, ground pork from the run well, wild, their whole life hogs. Earth is parking here. I don't know. The most dangerous intersection in the... St- uh, hang on, he's got a problem. I'm going to try to go to, the, to 70. I know I'm here, but I don't know if it is left or right. 70? Left. Thank you. Appreciate it. Just keep on this road and you'll hit it. Okay, sir. Yeah. Thanks. 
Okay, well, that was different. We had we had to stop and give directions to a truck driver. Here's a hint. Get a GPS, brother. We are nowhere near Interstate 70. <laughs> I mean, we're not even ballpark near Interstate 70. Which is what he was asking about. I tried to cover my microphone so it wouldn't be as loud. Okay, well, yeah, there's a... That's one of the most dangerous intersections in this entire state. The state of Missouri, when they built this... In fact, I will tell you where we are at the moment because it's not near our place, so we don't really care. Um, we're in a, a, a we're we're driving past uh, the town of Kirksville at the moment, and we're on their bypass. And it's what ten years old, something like that. And every other week, we're hearing about a car getting in an accident on this particular stretch of road. Half a dozen so, people died right there. Yeah, right within fifty feet of where we were standing. In the last ten years, half a dozen different fatal wrecks. Just right where this guy parked his semi-truck. But he clearly doesn't know that because he's not from here. So he could not have picked a more dangerous spot. Anyway. Uh, game meat. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a really... Wild hog. When yeah. uh, these hogs run wild their entire lives, he doesn't feed them. They feed on acorns in the woods. And he just basically fences off a patch of woods really good. And then I think he just goes out and hunts them when he's ready to process and sell the meat yeah. but so no. they're and the meat is commercially mostly. processed he doesn't process it he takes it to a local uh meat packing plant and they do it and they're very good yeah I that's mean, what everybody we, here does with their deer too right this is a there's several we have several uh custom packers and they're all like really good clean and you can watch them do it yeah so we will occasionally have a little of his pork i think hogs that run around in the woods need to be shot so i'm not against eating those yeah. But when you brown the pork, there's no fat to drain off. Yeah, it's really there's weird. There's just none to drain off because they're so much leaner than commercially raised hogs. And the bacon isn't nearly as bacony. I don't. You, I don't eat that anyway. I haven't seen it. No, we it, don't. So. No, we don't eat that. And we're just talking uh, uh, once in a blue moon that we do this anyway. Yeah. So we're not talking about. It. We're just pretty much mostly non-pork eaters or meat eaters at home because of this. But my point being. If you don't, if you get the regular commercial meat and that's what you're used to, switching over to a game diet is going to be a big shock to a lot of people. The flavor is much stronger. A lot of people raised on commercial meat don't like it because they find the taste too strong. Whereas a lot of people who raised on game meat find commercial meat bland. So yeah. I think maybe my point is if you are planning, part of what we have to do if we're in a bad situation is keep our morale up. And there's nothing better for morale than a good, hot meal. I mean, do you ever have one of those days where you just, I, I have this at lunch a lot where I'm at work and it's just like, man, it's just a horrible morning. And I sit down in my little, or my big chair in my man cave, and cause I eat my lunch in my man cave, and I sit down in my big, big, floppy, old, friendly chair, and I start eating a hot meal, and my my whole day changes, right? Attitude improvement right there. If you can imagine how bad it would be in a uh, turmoil situation, how much of a uh, pick-me-up, a good, good, tasty hot meal will, will be for you and for your family, that's so much better than, oh, I'll have to choke this down. I, I don't like this stuff, but I'll choke it down. 
It's also true that a lot of prepper foods are fairly low in protein. They're often low in iron. They're often low in uh, flavor. And adding just a little bit of meat to those the dishes made with those kinds of things can be a giant improvement. Excellent. That's segue yeah. back to my point. So a lot of the stuff we're talking about storing, you know, you're talking about uh, backpacker type food for your 72 hour type or, or yeah, all those pasta dishes yeah. and and rice dishes. Just putting in a little bit of squirrel meat, it would make a huge improvement in the in the flavor, and just highly recommend it. Yeah, it's it's a great addition, but you will hunt it out quickly. If you and the other people hunting the resource aren't careful, and you won't get enough calories to sustain yourself that way for very long, even on deer, because deer repopulate slowly. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up, and we're gonna say thank you for listening to us as usual. We're gonna be we're here traveling across the state of Missouri in our car. In case you hear the car noises in the background, that's what's going on. We're traveling in our car, going from one place to another as usual on a Sunday. So actually, it's a Saturday, I think. It's a Saturday. So we're going to wrap it up and hope that everything's well with you. Be well, eat well.